What's going on, friends, and welcome to another episode of Best Friends Talk Funny, the only kind of funny community podcast all about the best friends that make up said community. I am your host, Kyle Stevenson, a.k.a. Ninja 73 and on this week's episode, we have yet another person gunning for that up-and-comer spot, the one and only Nathan Brandt, a.k.a. the Two-Headed Giant on Twitter, as well as one half of the new entertainment system podcast um I, i've the last couple of weeks i've been lucky enough to sit down with nate on two different shows um and just got to sit down and chat including the show and nate is just he is is so informative and so kind and generous with his time and i had a blast getting to know him i hope you also have a blast getting to know him he really is special and he is well worth um, your nominee for the up and comers uh, spot, as well as uh, Corey Cudney and, and uh, a lot of people that have been on this show who are gunning for it, um, all deserve that spot. So keep them in mind when the nominations go live in a couple months. And obviously, of course, I, I hope you would um, consider me as well. Um, but in this episode, we get to know Nate, we get to know about his uh, work in uh, uh, a student loan servicing office. We get to know his uh, beginnings as a content creator. We talk about how his first podcasts ever were on KFGD um, and and how nerve-wracking that is. And um, I'm super excited for you to get to know Nate. So without further ado, let's get to know a best friend a bit better. Kind of funny is best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX. You can go to a PAX. And if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kind of funny is this. Welcome to Best Friends Talk Funny. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. It's it's weird for me to say your full name because I just know you as Two Headed Giant and Nate. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I considered uh, I considered changing my my at uh, to something having to do with my name, but the Two Headed Giant thing is from my old YouTube channel that I had with my roommate at the time, and uh, I just never changed it and now it's just yeah. the same thing <laughs> <laughs> what did you do on that youtube channel was it gaming focused so we did let's plays we did like random skits we tried to do a bunch of different things reviews um we did corruptions which is you you run like an old rom like from a classic game through a piece of middleware and it like it messes up the bits and bites yeah. and makes i remember that stuff. from your uh your extra life stream yeah yeah uh, oh yeah i did do that, that. yep so we did we did that. That was actually like the first thing, the first video we did, like, I wouldn't say it blew up on Tumblr because that's weird to say, but mm-hmm. it got enough, like it got a couple thousand views like from our first video. And so we were like, oh, okay, I guess this is our thing. We're going <laughs> to run with it. So, yeah. Well, is it hard as someone that doesn't do like the Let's Plays or, or, or like I strictly just create podcast content right. for the most part, trying to get into streaming myself pretty soon, but uh how hard is it to come or put together like a let's play episode or like do one of your 
like have a, a, a gameplay video to put up on YouTube. Yeah. So back in the day when we did it, this was like maybe five or six years ago, even. Wow. Holy cow. Uh, <laughs> we would record for about an hour um, and, you know, sync in the beginning. And then we would divide it up into 10, 15, whatever it was going to be minutes um, in premiere just kind of split it up and then choose your in and out point and export that and you know get like a a week or so of content done with one day of recording a couple of hours and um and uh it's it was we were lucky to have that big group of people initially that were watching us because then we were able to kind of have an audience that says you know what you like what you don't like and things like that um Today, I think streaming is the way to go. I I yeah. I, I pity the fool that's going to start a, a Let's Play channel in 2020 because that's not really where the algorithm is mm-hmm. at. You want to you want to you want to get that that good good Twitch money or Mixer money yeah, or, yeah. or whatever have you. But and if you want to put it on YouTube, you can just take your stream and clip it out that way. Exactly. Yeah. Clip. I would I would recommend people like prioritize Twitch and then clip out stuff if you want to. Yeah. So as somebody who might be looking to get into Twitch, uh, I ask, I usually ask guests on here who, who do stream, like, what are some tips uh, from from their perspective of how to go about doing Twitch? Because I'm assuming, like, I do Extra Life, and that's more of a group thing. Yeah. So, like, it's not a, like a one on, on one on nobody, pretty much, like, other than, like, staring at the chat and, and talking right. to people in chat. Uh, but how is how do you go about doing, like, talking to no one, pretty much, like, not having someone to bounce... Yeah. Conversation off in real life. Yeah. I have recently, um, like taken a little bit of a stream hiatus so I can get focused on the podcast, which we'll talk about later. Um, podcasts, plural actually. Um, but I, I do kind of feel the itch to get back to it, but my biggest advice to people is to get your, your art assets looking good to make, you know, it's that, it's that thing of like, you, you can only make one first impression. Right. So, You've got people that follow you on Twitter or whatever um, that are going to click your link and say, oh, like, you know, they're streaming Bloodborne. I love Bloodborne or whatever. You go there and like the microphone's ass, the art assets are weird. Like they, you know, they're they don't, you can tell that they don't have like the the right resolution going on on, on OBS, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. That's at least for me a thing that I'm a stickler about and that like. For me, low quality is like such a um, like low fidelity, I should should say, because you can have a high quality stream with low fidelity. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like that's such a huge like hump to get over. So like do some test streams, make sure you know like what bit rate you're going at. All the like the fiddly numbers shit for it. (laughs) The stuff that's overwhelming me currently. Right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we were kind of talking about that before we recorded, too. Um, But yeah, no, get all the fiddly stuff. So that it's sort of set it and forget it, you know, get all your scenes and OBS set up, make sure everything's locked down that needs to be locked down. Just make it so that do as much setup as you can um, to a to a point. Don't like over obsess over it, but get a bunch of stuff done so that when you're streaming, you can just focus on the game, get your windows right, get all that sort of stuff. And it's going to be a thing that you continue to work at and and go and go and don't worry about stuff like gear because you can get mm-hmm. good stuff out of you know a 20 dollar uh webcam and yeah. uh you know 
Yeti mics are your friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I had a snowball for a long time. But yeah. Until like our uh, uh, the trophy room Patreon before it was the trophy room Patreon. Had, we we had enough for Joe to get me a new mic and like yeah. yeah. But snowball snowball was a great mic to start with and and yep. Cheap uh, quality wise. Yeah, cheap uh, cheap equipment is fine, but like the the real thing is like the personality you're gonna put into the stream itself and you know having a it's it's so like cringy to say but like get your brand right you know figure out Uh figure out what your uh what your thing is gonna be and just like don't my other huge bit of advice would be don't chase new games don't chase like seo stuff Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. just play what you want to play or else you're gonna burn yourself out hard (laughs) absolutely yeah but Uh, yeah one one of my uh ideas or, or my, my plan for streaming for myself on kind nyc twitch um i just recently got an xbox for the first time like a couple months ago for mm-hmm. the first time ever so what i want to do is play all these xbox teams that i've never played before on stream because i've always wanted to like i'm going to start with sunset overdrive because yeah i love it, it, i love insomniac games and i want to I want to see what the, all the hype is on Sunset. So like, yeah. that is something that I'm – that is my plan currently. And then, of course, like I'm a huge baseball nerd. So when MLB The Show comes out, I will play yeah. it a ton because I love MLB The Show. Yeah. But, yeah, th- those are great ideas. Like play what you want to play. Mm-hmm. Don't, like if you chase after it, what if the game is bad? And then you're just playing it and you're – or if, hating yourself every second of it. Yeah, or if you're not like a Dragon Ball fan, you know, maybe yeah. maybe Dragon Ball Kakarot is not the game to play on <laughs> stream, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, another good tip that you put out on Twitter was, I think it was last year at some point, like before we, we interacted a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me look at my mic differently. You're like, hey, a lot of people are, are not talking to the mic the right way. <laughs> oh, my God. It is. It is like. And, it is. <laughs> and I got to tell you, now, every time I sit down. Uh, one of your tips was like to do uh, this a little hang hand, loose, yeah, hang loose sign, and I do that before I sit down to make sure I'm like the right, yeah, length away and from it, the mic, and it lets you it lets you look at the mic and be like it's facing me because sometimes you know my mic is sideways, and if you're listening to the audio, you can hear yeah. that, and you know it's like oh yeah, wait crap, yeah, yeah. Um, you know it's my biggest pet peeve is when I see somebody and it's not their fault for not knowing no. but like mm-hmm. somebody using the 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 yeti wrong um if i didn't have like a pinned tweet up right now my pinned tweet would be like hey here's how to use your your uh yeah. your yeti because it's a really great mic but you got to use it right you can't just plug it in and be like there it is let's go <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. yeah um so let's uh let's hop back a little bit because we, yeah. we hopped into like kind of like the content creating side of things yeah we'll talk obviously talk about the NES podcast because it's amazing. Oh, thank um, you. Let's start off with where are you from, Nate? Where I am. F- I am from Midland, Michigan, which is about near the like the thumb the thumb crotch of Michigan. If you <laughs> nice. everybody from Michigan puts up their hand and is like, "Oh, I'm from here." That's um, so weird you say that because before you were really asking me where I'm from and I said I'm in the crotch of Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yep. everyone has a crotch. <laughs> It unifies us all. Uh, I'm from Midland, Michigan, um, which is a little town that had a like a chemical company. So it's it's one of the like bigger small towns in in the lower peninsula of of Michigan. Um, I went to film school in Chicago at Columbia College, Chicago. So I lived there for like um, three, three and a half years ish. Mm -hmm. 
And then I moved back to Michigan because that's what that's what kids these days do after college is they just move back home. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and then I, I met a cool girl online that lived in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I said, OK, it's cheap to live there. And I like this girl. So let's go. And now this is that's where I live right now. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what made you pick uh, film for college? Uh, I have no idea because like <laughs> there's there were <laughs> there are so many people that like. I feel like it's imposter syndrome almost that I, that I say something like that, but like, um, you go to film school and I'm sure it's the same thing for people that go to like, you know, school for graphic design or game design or illustration or whatever you get there and you're like, everybody here likes the thing more than I do. I feel like, or they're like Mm -hmm. so much more like authentic than me where I just, I just kind of like movies and I like editing and stuff like that. But, um, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, no, that's actually bullshit that I said. I don't know. I really like like telling stories through um, film. I like editing. I like, you know, stuff like color grading. Um, I'm a big Kubrick fan. So like encoding messages in, in themes into your movie that gotcha. are like not surface level. Um, I think the term for that is semiotics and iconography and, and uh, something else. I don't remember. Um, but just the weird stuff that like only moving pictures can do like every art is every art medium is completely unique in in what it can do and like i don't watch a lot of movies which is maybe why i said oh i don't know why i went there for uh-huh. movies but the ones that i like oh man i'm so 0 to 100 on on everything i'm either like totally cold on it or it makes me stand up in my chair and scream because i love it so much uh-huh. um and so kind of chasing chasing that high and figuring out why things work the way they do was a big inspiration for me to do um broadcast school in michigan and then film school in chicago um but yeah, sort of a long answer, but that's no, you, you, people will find out that that's kind of the guy I am. <laughs> uh, how old were you when you just you realized like how much you loved film and, and wanting to know how everything worked? I am. I have no idea. Uh, yeah. I I'm not one of those people that knows how old I was at any given time. Like I just like remember, like I think around when I got into high school, there was a class at another high school that started broadcasting stuff. Like they had like a little show on the cable access channel. And so I spent, um, half of my day at that high school at lunch, I would drive across town to the high school that I technically was enrolled at. And then I would finish (laughs) my days there. Um, just because I wanted to get my hands on cameras and, and editing computers and like, you know, those shitty IMAX and stuff that every, every high school had. And, and, um, yeah, no, those are the ones with like the colored back to them, like the bubbles. Yeah. 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 I am. (laughs) I'm a little bit older than, than the average, than the average, uh, same. I'm in my thirties. Okay. Yep. So, (laughs) yep. So, um, those, those computers were definitely, definitely the the jam back in the day, but I remember being so jealous of kids who owned one of those. Like I wanted one of those so badly. Yeah, I remember I I went to middle school and saw um like the the kids that did skateboarding had like a like a Canon GL2 um camera um and if you can google that and figure that out it's like the skateboarding kids choice <laughs> for cameras. It's probably the ones you see like in the old school skateboarding 
Oh, and if you watch like Rocket, today, yeah. if you watch Rocket Power, that's what they're like aping when they like have when they have cameras in that show too. Yeah. Um, and I, I I always remember thinking like, wow, you can just like go out there and tape stuff on your mini DV tapes. That's so cool. <laughs> so I think maybe around like eighth gradeish was when I was was when I was like starting to really think about stuff. But even like at a really young age, like uh, I was I was an only child for a really long time, and both of my parents um, worked like nine to fives. And so I watched like a lot of TV growing up. And so just watching stuff like Batman, the animated series, watching beast wars, watching, you know, later Batman beyond stuff like that. Um, and just sort of figuring out like, Hey, this is good. Why is this good? But this other thing isn't as good. And so maybe that's sort of my, my origin story there is like, for a long time, it was just like me and the TV, me and the GameCube, you know, me and the yeah. Dreamcast, the me and the Game Boy, mm-hmm. just trying to figure out why I like the stuff that I like. And I'm, yeah. I think that's been a through line for me is like figuring out like, you know, why do I think the way I do? And is 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 X thing justified or should I throw Y thing away or, you know, yeah. that kind of thing? Yeah. When I was uh, when I was real little, uh like on Saturdays when my parents like Saturdays around this house are is cleaning day. Like we yeah. just clean everything. When I was real little though, my parents in, instead of worrying about me like wandering around the house and doing things I'm not supposed to, they would actually put me in a laundry basket in front of the TV and put a movie on. <laughs> or like when I was old enough to hold a, like an NES controller, like I would play Nintendo games in the laundry basket. Yeah. So like it, it kind of forced me. I'm not saying that's a great parenting technique. I mean, I turned out okay, but like, yeah, you're not a serial killer that I no, know of. You're fine. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I like how you put that. You know of. Yeah, I don't that's a good say. qualifier. <laughs> Definitely have not heard a fly ever. Um, but yeah, that's like how I loved games. Like I, I, I sat in my laundry basket and I watched movies. I played games. I, I watched my mom, uh, you know, play through Mario the first time and, and scream and curse whenever she died. Like that is, <laughs> that's where my love came from. So yeah, young age kind of sticks with you until you're older, and that's why I'm still fascinated by everything now. Yeah, and in fact, like my gateway into video games is kind of like, uh, like the Toy Story and Hercules games for uh, Game Boy, uh, the original Game Boy, of which I literally have next to me right now the see through the see through original Game Boy. Still I had the works. banana yellow one. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, those games, and then you know later I wanted to play Pokemon the Game Boy game because I loved the show, and so I got that for Christmas. Um, and so that was sort of my gateway into, into games. And now I would consider games to be probably like a bigger love of mine than even like movies or, you know, Mm -hmm. the motion picture, the talkie. Yeah. (laughs) My stories. Yeah, exactly. My stories. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you mentioned you, you, you met a wonderful lady on the internet. Yeah, uh, and you you moved to to Lincoln for her, Lincoln, yeah. Nebraska. Um, yeah. How did you guys end up meeting, and and why take that plunge? That that story is so weird and convoluted, but like I said, like me, that's sort of your your bag. <laughs> so I'll I'll try to condense it as far as I can. Um, mm-hmm. I also used to do music back in the day. Um, I played drums, so it's hard to like just do that solo. Yeah, but uh, I was I made um, some music for a webcomic contest um the webcomic homestuck if you're if you're familiar 
I did music for that for a contest and I didn't win, but um on my Tumblr I like followed a bunch of people that liked and and reblogged um uh my content cuz I was like, "Oh, cool, you like this and like for me like if you look at any of my social media things, like I follow a ton more people than probably is even sane to do, but it's such mm-hmm. a low uh, commitment thing for me to just be like, Oh sure. I'll see what you're about. And if you like, you know, if it turns out you're like weird and homophobic, I'll just unfollow you, whatever. Um, yep. So I, I, I followed a lot of people and like eventually like through being on Tumblr, like kind of all day, every day when I didn't have a job and was, you know, uh, in between semesters in college, like I was just following people and and stuff like that. And then when I got <clears throat> out of college um, and just had like a part time job where it was like five or ten hours a week, um, I spent even more time on Tumblr. <laughs> and so eventually I just started messaging this girl and uh, like, you know, we became friends, very close friends. And then she helped me through like this really, really horrible breakup I had. And then. You know, we kept talking and stuff, and then, you know, now I live here. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what's life like in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska? It is cold as hell right now in <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> um, but it's it's good. Living is pretty cheap here, um, which is nice. But also, as, as the downside of that, your wages are a little bit lower, right? Mm, so mm-hmm. rent is pretty low, but in general, it doesn't really mean too much. I still am pretty paycheck to paycheck as far yeah. as most things go, but... Um, it's pretty fine. There's a lot of corn pollen in the, in the, in the air. So it's like your allergies will develop, but, um, it's fine. We want to, we want to eventually move somewhere. Um, don't want to be here forever, but until then it's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, what do you do for work in Lincoln? I am a student loan, uh, specialist. So sweet. (laughs) <laughs> so, so direct I, all your messages to nate if you yeah. just zeroed out i tried it's not yeah. gonna happen <laughs> you're not you're not on our service or i don't think or maybe you I, were. I don't remember yeah, we oh yeah we did talk you. about it we did yeah, talk yeah. about that yeah, yeah yeah um i could zero out your student loans but i would get fired and it would get reversed <laughs> immediately <laughs> um so basically i go in and, and do like account maintenance or like you have a special request like i need this to go to loan b whatever whatever Um, and basically all day I listened to like eight hours of podcasts. Um, and that's really what got me into kind of funny in the first place. Um, and I just sort of type on a number pad all day and do stuff that is actually pretty important, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's pretty low impact to do so, which is why I'm, I'm thankfully able to consume eight hours of, of content a day. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, do you enjoy it? I guess that's kind of a weird question, but right. like, it, yeah. the company I work for gives me really good benefits and gives me a lot of re- more, a lot more respect than I think other student loan servicers give their employees. Just, just hearing from people that are on other servicers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're, it's a pretty chill company to work for and the, like, whatever the corporate culture or whatever fucking whatever, you know, is, is good. Um, my, I like my bosses and stuff. It's not like, you know, it's not the thing I envisioned doing when I was in school for film. (laughs) That's for damn sure. sure. And it's maybe not the thing I want to be doing, you know, seven years down the line, but Mm -hmm. it like, it, it pays the bills. I, 
I'm, I, I can afford to be as fat as I am. <laughs> so like, I can, <laughs> there's, there's that I'm not starving. So we're, we're yeah. doing all right. Yeah. That's, I think that's the goal for, for anybody. It's just like, find something that you can just live and be, and, and be able to not have to worry about something. I guess. Can I eat and buy a couple Amiibo and take care of my dog? That's cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, and when you're not working there, I know you have uh, the wonderful The New Entertainment System podcast. Yeah. Uh, I've had Cam on and had a yeah. great time talking to him. Um, you are the other half there. So yes. I want to get your side of the story of how that all started. So um, basically, uh, this this goes hand in hand with like my kind of funny like origin story. Yeah. Um, I basically cornered Greg Miller at a bar um, <laughs> in Kansas City for the Kansas City meetup. And um, convinced him to let me go on KFGD, which like he he definitely shouldn't have because <laughs> the two the two days in a row that I did KFGD were my first two ever podcasts I had ever done. Um, and after that, I got asked to be on a podcast with a couple of other former KFGD hosts, just as like a it's almost it was almost like a mixer like um networking thing more than like content i'd say because we just kind of got somebody, drunk yeah as somebody <laughs> on the outside that also listened to it yeah like yeah that's what it felt like yeah it, was <laughs> it felt like some really cool people get together and just talk about you know how awesome it was yeah exactly it was it was definitely it was definitely more of a social thing than a content thing um but if you watch it hey cool um and during that somebody asked me like why don't you have a podcast Cause I was just kind of streaming back mm-hmm. then. And I was like that, that like question like stuck in my head for a long time. And, uh, cam actually, uh, we met each other. I wouldn't even say we met each other at another bar in Kansas city while I was there. Um, for the, like the meet and greet proper, mm-hmm. some drunk guy told us to do a backflip. That's like the, <laughs> the, the original, like, cam and my like thing and you know if you see cam in public you remember him because he's got like the most goodest like mustache ever yeah um and so uh we followed each other on twitter and then he hopped into my chat on twitch one day and as we were talking about stuff he's like when are we gonna do a show together you know how i you know how a lot of people say like oh we should start a band or we should you know what i mean it's that sort of thing yeah and it stuck with me and he had a, at the time he had like kind of a um in general like gaming news podcast sort of like a weekly like news roundup thing um and so i was able to like vet him and be like okay yeah no like you're you're good you're not just like a guy that, <laughs> that yeah. does this yeah. um and so we were able to work something out and i was like i don't want to do something that's just recapping news of the week. And I don't want to do something that is, um, you know, I'm very conscious of like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to video game industry stuff. Yeah. So I don't want to like put on the front, like I'm sort of like video game wolf blitzer, <laughs> like, you know? Absolutely. So, Cause if, if you do that and that's something I'm still kind of not do not trying not to do myself is when you do that, people usually can see right through it. I think trophy totally I think tell. trophy room is great man. I oh, think it's you. I think I think you guys have like a good balance of like you have an angle to come at, you know, yeah. and it's not mm-hmm. just like well, do you think that Xbox is worried about Nintendo yeah. for it's like no man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> yeah, I, and but like even when we talk about like comments of like, you know, what does this company think of or what is this company mm-hmm. thinking? Like I 
I try my best to frame it in a way that I don't sound like I'm. I know what's going on because right. I don't want people like to you see said, right through that. People can yeah. smell that a mile away, and yep. you know, unfortunately, it is one of the the things that I. It, it is almost like a pet peeve or something that kind of wears on me in, um, just the podcast scene at large. It's like a lot of them. It's just like this is the weekly news roundup or whatever. And like mad respect to anybody doing that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's hard to stay on that grind and, and all that sort of stuff, but it's not something that I wanted to do. I like, I feel like everybody out there is already killing it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to like add to what could be perceived as noise. Um, and, but I still like have an intense love for video games. I have, um, you know, I have a great deal of knowledge about old games um, mm-hmm. and current games as well. And, and a lot of the companies that, that make those games. So I wanted to do something with that. And I have no idea, like, if Cam or I came up with the idea for, like, randomized things. But I was the one that was like, well, I'll make it. I'll make that robot. And so if you're not familiar with our show, listener, um, what we do is I have a robot that jumbles up subject styles and twists to create a video game pitch or a prompt for a pitch anyway so it could be like a mario game made by square enix but it's for the virtual boy or something like that mm-hmm. and then we would then with a guest uh cam and i talk about what that game would be um and so we prototype that and like uh literally our our um what would you say our pilot episode is our first episode that we uploaded because we did it and we were like, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> you know, we were like, I don't really have anything that I would want to change about that yeah. other than like little tweaks here and there as it goes along and just getting smoother um, at it. But it was really cool. And I am still learning how to be a better host, how to be um, a better moderator, which is, which is very important when you have a guest that, you know, you, you don't, the the other hosts don't really know each other right so you have mm-hmm. to like make sure everybody's talking an equal amount and all that sort yep. of stuff so that's been a really cool uh thing for me is is figuring out how to be a better host and and that kind of stuff and um like i said earlier cam and i are working on other podcasts that he's gonna it's gonna kind of be the inverse where he drives it and i'm the you know nice. i'm, I'm I'm the uh, I'm the sidekick kind of sitting in yeah. the in the couch next to the the late night talk show host kind of a thing. <laughs> You're the Andy I'm, Richter to the Conan. That's that's that's, ex- that's it. That's it. That was yeah. who I was thinking of. <laughs> um, so that's going to be that's going to be really cool because he's that's he's awesome. wanting to flex more of his um, hosting muscles and, and get those kind of chops in, oh, in yeah. line, too. So we're both like feeling out the show as we go every mm-hmm. week when we do our recordings we have calls and we're like hey like did you like that we did this no we should tweak this or yeah, yes sure. we should do that so i i um, think that when i hear other people do the same thing that i do when it comes to that like reevaluate how the episode went and like yeah. you know try to try to see what what things you can change to make it better that just that tells me that other people care right about what they're putting out and that's just yeah. not like because if, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, it's not going to sound good to the listener. And exactly. I, and I think people who do shows, and I'm not saying every podcast that I've listened to right. uh, is like this, but you can totally tell when they're just doing it just because they don't really care about the, what the listener thinks. They do. They have their set ways, and then right. it goes out, and then it's done. 
it's got to be a living, breathing thing or else it suffocates. Right. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So it, uh, being able to like being able to have like a, I've been in so many different creative partnerships in my, in my life at this point. And it's cool to have somebody that like, we don't really have any sort of qualms bouncing ideas off each other or telling the other person no to an idea that they don't like. Yeah. Um, or, you know, neither of us get our feelings hurt about anything. And like Cam and I have not known each other more than a year at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, we met in, uh, like April, like early April, I would say. Yeah. It was the world tour meetup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was before, that was before they came to us in New York. So yeah, mm -hmm. that was probably like late March. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, April, April 1st, I was uh -huh. back home, I think, um, from that, from that thing. So, and I didn't, you know, we hadn't really talked then. And then, uh, yeah, it was it, but it's, it's so strange because it's one of those friendships where you're like, Oh, I've, I've, if you don't think about it, you're like, yeah, I've known cam for like yeah. six years. And you're just like, actually it's been like maybe 10 months mm -hmm. if you're, if you're flexing with it and it's like, Oh crap. Okay, cool. That's so when I you think, know you got something special. Yeah, and I think both yeah. of us are really excited for um, future stuff um, or just continuing things we're already doing because um, yeah. we're we're both like supportive of each other's um, creativity and wanting to let each other shine and stuff like that. So it's That's it's awesome. really it's really cool and refreshing because not every creative partnership is like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and before I ask you more questions about the the, yeah. the show, uh, we'll, let's get to the first question because it kind of fits in here. Sure. Uh, from Alec Bobco at <laughs> albob875. How do you come up with these those fantastic intros? Because if you if you haven't listened to the show, first of all, the shows are, are half hour, 40 mm -hmm. minute stops, which is great because you can probably consume it in... Uh, if you have a long commute to work, like in one go, which is fantastic. Yeah. But then every single show with your guest, your intros are all personalized and they yeah. all are amazing. How do you do that? Um, People don't really like to intro themselves and people don't really like to, whether they admit it or not, I don't think people like to introduce themselves mm -hmm. in any kind of detail of like, well, what are you all about? I'm going to, uh, I do this and I guess I do this. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's better for me to spend like a half hour, like going through your Twitter, going through your content, getting some, some general things of like, oh, you're a host or whatever, or, you know, or getting some specific things like, you know when not if we do a show with you i'm going to mention yeah. you know your beard hair color and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. you know little little details like that just to let them know that like you aren't just somebody on this show or or you know we've had big guests um or at least you know bigger name guests i don't think anybody's like bigger or whatever than anybody sure, yeah. else but um we've had bigger name guests like max scoville and jesse cox on the show and like we're working on some some more in the future um but I want everybody to feel on that same level. Like I'm literally like my girlfriend's going to be on an episode um, in the next coming months. And she streams sometimes, but she's not like a, I, she would not call herself a content creator, but I'm going to yeah. give her the same, like try to give her the same caliber of intro as I gave, you know, Max or Jesse or, or whomever. So yeah. um, I, I saw <laughs> Alec Bobco that, that question and I had to laugh at it because 
it's so it's it's the most gratifying part of the quote unquote job is you give somebody their their inter or their uh their intro and then they're like oh man that was the best intro i've ever had and like yeah. internally in my head i'm like fuck yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so that's that's like my best my my favorite part of the podcast is when hearing somebody like react to my intro of of theirs um but in general it's just taking the care to get to know this the person a little bit more from their internet um mm-hmm. uh persona and then trying to distill that into like four sentences is the hardest part. Yeah. Because you how, can talk What was the longest like write up you've had like how long the does lo- it usually take you to write them up? Oh, have you I had usually... any that are like you just frustrated over cuz they're not going <laughs> the way you want it to go? <laughs> I um they're they're usually pretty easy to do but the the ones that are rough are the ones where i don't know the person quite as much so i really gotta like do a deep dive on their uh-huh. twitter and get like a random fact um or something like that that they didn't even know that they put out about themselves um but in general before we uh record about a half hour before i start a call with cam um i get the the doc ready for that sh- for the show and i'll type up um, something and we have a format about it like when i talk about somebody it's you may know this person from x y and z um their x their y their z its name gotcha. um that's the general kind of format for it so i'm mm-hmm. i'm able to be like okay i need three like brief things to say about them and then i need in general like kind of what they're all about Mm -hmm. um and it 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 does take a minute to like get a good one together but i think the the effort is definitely it's felt from the guest which is what i care the most about yeah but it's 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 also like we have a different guest every week i gotta i gotta keep everybody up to speed on like is this person a journalist is this person Mm -hmm. a streamer is this person my girlfriend is this person max scoville like yeah it's it um I do take great care to it. It's not a, yeah. it's, not, it's not, it's no random thing. So <laughs> yeah, well, we, we obviously can tell it's, it's right. Oh, thank for you. Sure. Um, and last question about the, the show that I want to touch on. Cause I think it's really, really great that you and Cam have set out and have said it publicly. Like you want to make sure you have uh, a, a diverse range of guests on your show. It's not, yeah. a, it's not just more white guys with beards on the show every week. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you want people of color, people from the LGBTQ plus community. Like that's awesome. So I like, why, yeah, thank you. why is that such an, an important part of your show from the beginning and moving forward? Well, it's important to us cause it's important to them. Right. And I mean, yeah. it's, it's um, another thing that, you know, is quite, prevalent in the games podcasting scene is there's a lot of a lot of folks that look like you and me yeah, <laughs> a lot of absolutely. a lot of, <laughs> a lot of uh, white folks of a, white white men of a certain haircut and yeah. build yeah and so it's like you know in a show where you're making up games from scratch and like you're you're trying to get like the most diverse cool crazy ideas it only makes sense to to do that anyway and plus like you know him and i um don't really talk about it too much because we're not trying to like get points f- yeah, for, for, sure. for doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we don't want it to be a tokenized thing either for, for folks, but um, you know, it's, it's important to us just because the, the people are out there. Everybody plays games. Everybody yeah. has their favorite game. Like we did an episode um, on like Neopets and Overwatch and stuff like that. And like, 
that's I, I, not every you know white dude with a beard would be able to talk about Neopets in any yeah. any capacity, right? So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, there those certain games that are coded female or coded whatever, you know, it's it's cooler to get those kinds of perspectives um, from different games yeah. and stuff like that. And I think it it makes for a better show. And um, you know, it's diversity is always a good thing. Always, Absolutely. always, 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 always a good thing. So Absolutely. that's what we're trying to go for. Yeah. Uh, so now, now I want to get into what are you into, Nate? Um, and I want to I want to start off real quick because I'm staring at it, and we talked briefly. That wall of amiibos, <laughs> super <laughs> impressive. I don't know any. Actually, do I? You're right. I have one. I have little. Somebody, Mac. everybody, uh, everybody owns one amiibo at least. Yeah. They're government mandated. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I have every North American released amiibo, and I I say that because there is there is like seven or six or seven that are released only in Japan. Oh, really? And okay. um, the, you know Box Boy, that I one. I don't know Box Boy. Okay, no. Box Boy is like um, like a puzzle game. Uh, and okay. they they came out with a Box Boy amiibo in Japan, and it's like fucking three hundred dollars now. Oh, and I am. No not trying to spend that yeah and there's also the the animal crossing cards and the mario sports mix cards and stuff like that i don't fuck with that um i do to an extent because my girlfriend really loves animal crossing so i wanted to get like her favorite um villagers and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but uh other than that no it's it's every north american released uh amiibo inbox so what made you want to collect them I worked at GameStop at the time, so I had discount. I had kind of first pick of the litter, <laughs> yeah, because uh-huh. um, I was in management there, and I could um, either hold one aside, one of them aside for myself, or I could, um, you know, know when they're coming in, when pre-orders are going up, and stuff like that. But I also tried to make sure that families that wanted them got them. I was not. Uh, I had a reputation with some of like the scalpers in the area that mm. I wasn't like a guy that would let them buy stuff. <laughs> like for example, when King DDD came out, we, our store only got like four. Mm-hmm. So I set one aside for myself and I knew that I had like a couple regulars that like, Oh, this is a dad with a special needs son that he's going to want one. And like this lady's going to come in cause she wants to get her son one. Yeah. Um, and I, I promised I'd hold one for him. Um, but yeah, no, I take my amiibo seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I don't like the resale market cause that's how you get those $300 amiibo. And it's like, that sucks. That's not yeah. fun. Walking, I want walking through New York comic con, like when they oh first came out and seeing every booth have, them for like ridiculous prices and they weren't like even the rare ones they were just like oh, the man. normal ones with selling them for like 60 bucks like yep every wow. time i post a picture like every time i get a new one i posted like a completed like wall of of amiibo and like yeah. here's you know here's what my full collection looks like now um there's always somebody that comments and is like oh my god you have that one that one's so expensive and i have to like look it up on ebay because i'm like oh is it and then i'm like oh shit put <laughs> poochie's 80 dollars or whatever it may be (laughs) so so yeah i'm lucky enough to be i with like few exceptions i've gotten them all as they've come out so that i haven't had to do the i haven't had to pay a scalper an absorbent fee yeah that was me when i worked at gamestop as a ga uh with Mm. funkos Mm. uh i i fell in real hard when i was there because like (laughs) yeah the discount helps yeah Uh, the fact that 
my my uh my manager my uh, my boss would like he knew that i would want them so he would put mm. them aside and let me look before anybody else w- would get a chance to see what was in i and can't I get had, in i had a wall from like yeah this table behind me here from there all the way up to the ceiling just stacked yeah and i had to sell them all when i couldn't i lost my job a couple years ago right 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 um which i'm okay with because now i have more space for other things but yeah. uh i do kind of miss seeing the wall of really cool figures the wall of really cool figures is really cool, even though yeah. it covers up half of my closet door. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, besides Amiibo, uh, mm. or or why? Let me back up a little bit. Not besides Amiibo. Why Amiibo? Why do you want them so much? I. Well, Nintendo is like my main my main shit. Gotcha. I okay. I love Nintendo stuff. I think they're the the best games company in the world. Like. It's not even close. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um for me, I was I'm a like I got a Wii U close to launch and like I still have it. Nice. It's literally right here in front of me. <laughs> um When was the last I time fi- you played it? Last time I played it, uh I used to do on my streams I used to do Wii U Wednesday and I oh, used sweet. to um say like hey look at all the games you can download on a wii u they have, there's a virtual console you can get fucking donkey kong 64 on here you can you know i have a bunch of games on there from my wii virtual console because mm-hmm. inside of a wii u is a wii basically yeah um so i was able to you know kind of show people like look at all the games that like still haven't made their way over or look at what was originally out for the wii u and like Look at how cool this weird little Fisher Price controller is. Yeah. Um I I like I think about the Wii U a lot. I think about the Wii U and the Dreamcast a lot because they're they're interesting failures that were like a couple of like marketing decisions away from being like the biggest shit in yeah. the world that everybody mm-hmm. loves. Um I mean the Wii U when I, I was very jealous of it, uh, because it got it got more screen time in a certain area or or, or, certain, or a place in gaming news and i think my beloved vita didn't it's the <laughs> fact that it was basically a second screen thing and i think yeah. that's a super cool feature especially yeah. when you're in a house like myself with with a uh, little little kids running around like my nieces if they want to watch a cartoon i want a game boom will you gamepad boom vita like it was yeah it Not was only, a no-brainer yeah not only did it walk so that the switch could run i really think that it was maybe like one hardware revision away from being like amazing. Like yeah. if it, if it had taken off, um, I feel like the Wii U Lite or the Wii U pro or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would have been like the biggest thing in the world. But back to, um, you know, why Amiibo? I, like I said, I can, I could literally talk your fucking ear off about the <laughs> Wii U and how much I like it and how much I still think that, even the ports of the Wii U games aren't as good as the original Wii U versions. Um, that's a discussion for another day, but, um, and I like figures. I like to my right, I have a bunch of like Gundam figures that I've painted and built myself. Zoids, Evangelion. Um, I have a couple pop figures, a couple of Pokemon things. I got plush. I've got, you know, a bunch of stuff for Nintendo. And so when Amiibo came out, it was like, Oh, really awesome. Cool. And then I got, I was like, well, I'll just get, 
Toon Link because I like Toon Link. Mm-hmm. And well, I'll get Kirby too. And well, this <laughs> I have extra trading credit. I'll get Mario too. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, like I love the I love Zelda and and uh, you know Samus. I'll get those ones. And then I was like, well, I got this discount now. I may as well get like all of them in the set. And yeah. then it came to the point where it was like, mm, I guess I'll get the Skylanders one because I'm already getting the other ones. And so a complete set's a complete set. So yeah. I'll get those. And then it's like, oh, I, I don't really like Fire Emblem, but I guess I'll get these Fire Emblem ones. That's where I'm at now. Like, if I'm so glad that the new Fire Emblem game didn't have new Amiibo because, like, me personally, that's, like, my least favorite Nintendo property is Fire mm-hmm. Emblem. So I, like... I don't give a shit about the blue haired boy with the sword ever. (laughs) So like the fact that I have blue haired boy, there's, there's exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, which, which plumber in overalls. Um, but yeah, no, that's sort of where I'm at now. It's like, I, I kind of like with every direct, I kind of cross my fingers and I'm like, no more amiibo, no more amiibo. (laughs) Like, because every time they're announced, it's like a big scramble to figure out like which link works on best mm-hmm. buy and trying to mm-hmm. get it really quick before scalpers do. And cause that's still a thing, even yeah, though it's, it's like, you know, um, but I, I love the, the, like the back card art for them. That's why I keep them in box. Um, I think that they're so cool and diverse, like mega yarn. Yoshi's a really like a big, it's basically a teddy bear. Yeah. And there's like the uh, the guardians from um, Breath of the Wild that like has posable arms and stuff. And there's like a really awesome Chibi Robo one. And there's Pikmin stuff. And it's just sort of like that Smash Brothers thing of like this is a museum of games. Yeah. Especially now that there's like I have two Cloud from Final Fantasy VII different variants um, on my wall here. And it's like oh that's, that's awesome. so that's so cool. And yeah. it's just it's just a really it's a lot like Funko Pops where it's a simplified way of like being like, I like this stuff yeah. in a physical, in a physical thing. That's works better than I, a poster. Yeah. That, that's what I was hoping the, um, what were they? The Ludicus? Like with the oh, PlayStation yeah. figures? Yeah. Um, I have a Kratos and a gold crash, but like, I wish those kind of took off a little bit more. Um, they need we, to like do something, right? Yeah. Like they need to like in some way, interact with something for it to be cool because i wanted that blood there was a bloodborne one yeah the hunter yeah yeah um and and bloodborne is one of my favorite games Mm -hmm. of all time i like i like nintendo like toon link running around hitting (laughs) pigs with a sword but i also like you know those weird guys from the moon that have (laughs) (laughs) that have the weird swords in bloodborne so yeah. yeah like i would love to be able to buy a playstation figure and and have it displayed instead of relying on a collector's edition Mm-hmm. And, and pay a bunch of money so I can get that statue and, and showcase. Yeah. Like it, that's just, my th- it makes a lot of sense. That's my thing. I love, I love collector's editions. I love, you know, those big statues and stuff, yeah. but I don't want to pay $250 for like a statue of Geralt doing whatever. Yeah. Um, and it takes up so much space and I need, like, he's going to be at the center of my coffee table. Mm-hmm. I'd rather pay like 15 bucks and here's, here's Wario. Yep. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the the only one I regret not having, and I think I mentioned this on a past episode was, uh, the last of us one, um, on PS. I thought you were talking about Amiibo. I was like, what? No, 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 no. Uh, the last <laughs> of us. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what was it pandemic edition? Um, okay. I, that's the one I really wanted. Cause I want that statue. And, and, I ended up getting the deluxe that came with the art book, which is very pretty. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I want that statue. So for part two, there was no way I was missing out 
right. Ellie statue. So I have the the giant Ellie edition that comes with like a backpack and the vinyl nice. and and I also bought the second one down at GameStop just in case Best Buy cancels that because they have a history of doing that. Oh my god! Yeah, I got I got to make sure I get that statue. I can tell me tell me about it. I know <laughs> pre-orders. Um, so um, if you were if you were to have one dream amiibo that has not already been made from a game. Mm. What is, what is your dream amiibo? It's coming out, man. Fucking Banjo Kazooie. Like oh, nice. that's so go. that's like that's been my I would love a Skull Kid one. That would be really cool or like um we'll we'll see what the what the DLC fighters are going to be. Uh-huh. But like I like I have a lot of my dream amiibo like a a pink plush Yoshi, you kidding me? That's the best. Um, and man, I don't know. I'm so glad that Pokemon hasn't like gone like oh, full yeah. tilt into the Amiibo thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's because they can make more money just as the Pokemon company doing their For own sure. thing, selling plushes and stuff like that. They don't oh have to God. pay Nintendo. Can you imagine every Pokemon have their own Amiibo? That was my biggest worry was that they would they would incorporate it into the cards in some way, shape, or form, yeah. and then it, oh my God, that would be that'd be the worst. Um. But no, I would really love like some Majora's Mask love. Uh, I was lucky enough to get like so many different Zelda ones for Breath of the Wild. Um, And like the new, I would have loved a, like a Luigi's Mansion three amiibo. That would have been cool. Um, But no, I would like them to do more like weird plush ones. Like that have just like the amiibo component, like in the butt of, of it, like, like mega yarn Yoshi and stuff like that. That would be my dream, but I don't have necessarily one other than Banjo Kazooie, which we're getting. Cause I, I fucking love Banjo Kazooie. So besides amiibo and Nintendo, uh, what else do you do for, for fun to keep yourself sane? <laughs> to keep myself yeah. sane. Uh, I like movies and TV a yeah. lot. Um, rewatching Fargo, rewatching, uh, True Detective, about to rewatch Sharp Objects on HBO. All things uh, that I need to watch. I have not watched Oh my any god. Of those things. You, well then you don't need me to tell you how, <laughs> how, how good they are and how much you definitely need to, but <laughs> Fargo, especially since a new season's coming out in the near ish future. Mm-hmm. Um that's great. I've been lapsed on comics for a long <clears throat> time. I need to get back into them, but um that's that's kind of it. I have a new cat. Um oh, nice. so okay. Hanging out with that has been really cool. And, you know, just doing random adventures around town with the girlfriend. That's been, that's been pretty much it. I've recently like reorganized my entire like fucking house. Yeah. Um, just because you live in a place for a certain amount of years and you're like, I'm tired of looking at that bookcase. Yep. <laughs> so, so you, I used so to you, do that with my room all the time, like switch where my bed is on the wall and just change dressers around just because, yep. I don't do that yep. anymore because I'm too lazy now, but like, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mostly am. But then my girlfriend and I took like, um, we took like a, a long weekend off, like just because just like mental health stuff and, and self-care stuff. Yeah. And I, there was a point where I was like, all right, all of my chores are done. Uh, I don't really feel like playing a game right now. Uh, what if I threw away our kitchen table and moved everything around? <laughs> and so that's, that's kind of what I did. So we made a, we made a nice space for the cat and stuff like that, nice. but I will never turn down uh, a chance to reorganize or just completely redo a part of the house. I've, I'm a dad at heart, I suppose yeah. in that yeah. regard. Yeah. I'm, I'm currently like halfway through down here rearranging because I had to move with the new PC. Right. Um, I didn't want to put it over there because my desk there is underneath the bathroom upstairs. 
and ah. there's there's a leak, and I don't want. Oh one, no, you don't want that. I don't want the one day the leak comes down all over this brand new thing because it took me right. a long time to get a new computer. Uh, so yeah. I need to protect that at all costs. Um, that's awesome. Uh, thanks for sharing all that that yeah. fun stuff. And I w- I'm going to ask you to share one more thing, Nate. That one thing that you think people should read, watch, listen to, or play. So what do you got for us? So I'm looking at my comics right now, and I'm looking at Saga. Saga nice. is the best comic series ever. Uh, if you are like totally burnt out on you know the capes and the tights and the what have you and the Wolverine and his big angry, yeah. big angry nails, you should check out Saga. It is pretty graphic as in terms of like there's some sexual content, there's some mm-hmm. gore and stuff, but it is the most like like heart wrenching story ever saga is i have all nine volumes um it'll it'll kick you square in the heart like pretty much every um trade that comes out uh they're on hiatus right now which is in its in effect its own you know kick in the heart but um yeah no that's that's something that like if you are if you're buds with me, you got to be down with Nintendo. You got to be down with some weird artsy TV and movies, and you got to be down with Saga. That's pretty much those. Yeah. Those are the big. I, I was for I me. was leaning over to see if I have one of the trades because uh, something I do at New York Comic Con is I always pick up a trade no matter yeah. what, just mm-hmm. just to have in case I want to like seriously get back into it. And that's one of the ones I have that I have not read yet. Um, yeah, but I've heard many great things of, from Saga um, from many different it, people, and I believe. Don't know if it's still in process, but wasn't there a TV uh, adaptation of it or or movie or something? It's it's one of those things. I'm finally one of those fans that I'm like, I hope they don't adapt it because they're going to ruin it sort of a thing. It's like this big sci-fi epic. And like, you know, if you don't get people that know exactly the kinds of vibes they should be putting into their performances and stuff, I'm just like very protective. I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it to suck. Um, I got gotcha. be, be that guy that's like, oh, the book's better. <laughs> um, like, of course it is. It, it's a nine volume thing that, that happened over the course of like four years. Of course it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, if the, if the, I, I hope it's good. Anything can be good um, if it gets adapted. But yeah, Saga, Paper Girls. Um, yeah, man, comics are really cool. I think yeah. it's they're sort of the like this weird psychedelic postmodern um thing that like it's it's so weird when you just think about comics like black bolt in in marvel comics his name is black agar boltagon that's <laughs> stupid but he's awesome and i love him he's my friend that's that's <laughs> awesome um uh really quick for those that don't know what saga is would it be too mm. much to give be given away when you if you do like a quick synopsis of it so what i would say is it's it is kind of Romeo and Juliet in space, but if they didn't kill themselves at the end, oh, it is, it is about the child of these two kind of literally star crossed lovers, um, on different sides of a war. And one of them is like a soldier. And one of them is like this, like almost, I wouldn't say hippy dippy, but they're like a magic user, like ancient knowledge type person. And it's about their romance and and eventually having a child. And um, the the point of view is told f- like 
it's the narrator is the child when they're grown up. And mm-hmm. so that's the only person that you know is going to live. Um, lots of people that show up in the story die suddenly. It's like almost oh, walking dead levels of like, like, Oh, I like this person. Turn the page. And like, there's one issue. I, I won't give away who it is, but like somebody that you met a couple issues before dies. And then there's like seven pages of black afterwards. Oh man. And it's just like, Oh, that hurt my soul. Yeah, damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's that like really brutal. I don't know. I, I, with anything, um, I want to feel something when I when I am experiencing a show, a game, or whatever. Definitely. Um, whether that's like unbridled joy at a Nintendo game or like the the heart crushing stuff of Saga, um, that's why I can be a little bit you know hot and cold on stuff yeah. or zero to one hundred, if you will, because for me, and it's it's like a curse because <laughs> I can't just sort of like things. Sometimes I have to like. It's either I can jabber about it for hours or, you know, it's like, oh, it wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, Saga's, Saga's great. And it's, it's that sort of like stand on your chair and scream because you're so like excited about what's happening kind of a thing. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's on my to-do list to read. Oh yeah. For sure. You'll blaze through it. It's like Pringles, man. Like once you pop, oh. you won't stop with them. So that, that that's how, when I do sit down to read a trade. Uh, mm-hmm. that's how it usually lasts like 30 minutes go by and i'm done with it like uh yep uh this past comic-con uh my my friend uh mike Tandro, he uh fellow kind of funny best friend yeah he suggested uh moon knight because the moon knight series was uh announced and i was like he sounds cool he's like marvel's version of batman pretty much and mm-hmm. he gave me this run i forgot what the the art the uh the writer is because i'm very bad at names me too um, and i, I probably it. own it yeah, I read it in like 30 minutes and I was like, hell yes, this is awesome. Yeah, um, no, it's it's totally one of those things where it's like you read it and you're like, oh, man, are they going to be able to even do it this well when they adapt it? Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, Moon Knight is, is awesome. That that. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how <laughs> I, could talk, like, I could talk forever about comics. too. That's that's like Wolf Among Us got me into fables and I have a couple of fables. Oh, sure. Yeah. There, which yeah. are amazing i love yeah. i love that one a lot nice um, yeah that's that's a world that I'm, I'm trying to dip in as as slow as possible so i don't get overwhelmed because i know there's so much good stuff in comics that i missed yeah for sure <laughs> um so we mentioned it before how you kind of got into kind of funny and this is a kind of funny community podcast right uh you mentioned um you you started listening to them while you were at work correct because you, you yeah nothing really else to, going on yeah. So basically what happened was this is sort of like a deep thing or whatever, but uh girlfriend's dad uh got sick uh with lung cancer and uh the job I was working at the time, I was a valet driver and a shuttle driver for a hotel. Um which was a pretty good job, but they were not flexible with me for hours. Mm-hmm. And uh I had requested some time off to spend with him while he was like literally on his deathbed. Um, and they, they were, they put me on the schedule more. They put me on six days a week and, uh, it was like sort of the final straw. And like, he ended up passing away while I still worked there, but I was in the process of, of quitting at the time. I think Mm -hmm. my literal last shift was the day that he had, (laughs) that he had his, uh, like celebration of life thing or, or around there, if not exactly then. 
Um, but it was sort of a thing where it's just like, you're not going to respect my time. Then why am I going to respect yeah. yours? And so girlfriend's aunt worked at this uh, student loan servicer and said like, Hey, you can work over here. I've got like, you know, I know people and, and I can put in the good word for you, all that kind of stuff. And so then I eventually started working there and um, all of a sudden I had eight hours to fill. Like I can't necessarily watch stuff, mm-hmm. but I can, I can listen to stuff. And so, you know, the music that you like, you're not going to like it after like four or five weeks of listening yeah. to the same thing. And it's just like, man, okay, I need to do something else. And I was like, okay, podcasts. Okay. Let me just download a couple of the most popular podcasts. No, I don't like this one. Yeah. I don't like this one. Well, I should search for games. I like games a lot, I guess. And so I remember my first introduction to Greg Miller was uh, him talking about Metal Gear Solid Five. I mean, I, I had like I've, I've been a fan of IGN yeah. for a long, long time, and so like he was always a part of that kind of rotating cast of of folks that I often see on a video or I won't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I vaguely remembered them starting kind of funny. Like I'm a I'm I wouldn't say I'm a I'm new to the community, um, but I am. You're more post prob- IGN than during IGN. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um so anyway, um I think about two and a half years ago it was after Colin left for sure because I didn't even know who he was uh-huh. um up until up until I had like you know read stuff on Reddit or whatever. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so I am so that's that's the form of kind of funny that is like my canon kind of funny um so i got into them through that i was just searching for video games and being like hey i i I forgot how much i like greg miller's wacky ass i'm gonna like check out the other shows and like you know listen Mm -hmm. to the morning show and and uh like oh they do another they do games cast okay cool i'll check that out too and so i just sort of um got more into their content that way so i'm i'm a big podcast uh uh audio only consumer um, to the point that I have Wi-Fi at work finally, um, because of the, you know, the sensitive nature of what we cover. Yeah. You can't really have like public Wi-Fi mm-hmm. when you're dealing with like hundreds of social security numbers yeah, a day. Sure. Um, but we just got it, but I still choose to go to the, uh, podcast form of it because watching live, I can't pause. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, on the video side of things, uh, I have to focus on what's on my screen. So uh, and while I may not be active in like discords and reddits and stuff, like I am like an enormous kind of funny fan, mm-hmm. um, just kind of from the shadows though. So I, like, <laughs> I think for some people, me being on the show twice and me being like, I'm, I'm doing like a push for up and comer, uh-huh. like a bunch of people are, but you know, if I get it, I do, if I don't, whatever. Um, even though it would mean the world to me, yeah, same. um, yeah, exactly. Like you, you, we're on this. We've literally talked yeah, about this have. on another thing. So, <clears throat> but you know, for me, I'm like I would classify myself as big of a fan of kind of funny as any other nerd shit I'm into, like uh-huh. Marvel or DC or whatever, yeah. comics, Nintendo, PlayStation, you know that kind of stuff. I, I, uh, I have, I made the joke I think with with you and Badbit a while ago where I was just like, yeah, my girlfriend is one of those kind of funny fans girlfriends where like I'm sure they. 
they're they're they've fucking heard it up to here with yeah. whatever Greg Miller's talking yeah. about today and Absolutely. and stuff like that. So like for, for um, me and my family, like my friends, my mm. friends get it. I put in quotes, but like for my right. family, like oh, how's the cult doing? Like that's that's right. how much I talk about it. I talk about it at such a fervor that it's it sounds like I'm in a cult. Yeah, I mean you 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 have a show about their show. Exactly. This is like this is like the Talking it, Dead, but about it's it like is, the it, Talking Greg. It is it's pink, uh, not pink, peak drinking the Kool Aid. Right. Yeah. For stuff. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I I understand that if if people like don't know who i am or think that i came out of nowhere or whatever or may think that like i'm my my heart's not as in it as somebody like you or mm-hmm. um somebody like uh, mc fixer or something mm-hmm. like that it's like no 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 i i i watch everything i listen yeah. to everything i see all the posts and all the stuff i am a world class lurker i i consume everything from the shadows yeah. though i'm trying to be more upfront about like Hey, I'm me and this is what I'm doing and stuff yeah. like this. This doing this podcast mm-hmm. is is part of that. Um and so it's it's just so it's just interesting to have the perspective of somebody who is newer. I mean, I've I think I've listened to kind of funny like I said for two and a half years. So like I, I don't think you could call somebody like that a fake no, fan. Absolutely. I just not. I haven't been around from the beginning, but I, I am I am as much there with with everybody yeah. as, as I, I, as I, I think, possibly could be. Oh man, it might have been a year and a half ago because I rarely can watch live, just because like if I'm if I'm working that day, I'm teaching at a school. Right. Yeah, just the times you don't want to get fired. No, nope. and I, as much <laughs> as I would love to put it on the smart board for the kids to watch with me, that's just not a good idea. <laughs> Nick is not good for that. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, <laughs> but like, I remember I hopped into, and I, I'm not saying it's like this all the time, but I hopped <clears> into the Twitch chat one day. And I was I was chatting and stuff, and I guess somebody who's there every day I can't remember the name, but they like called me out on it. It's like, oh, why? Oh, look, somebody's new here. I'm like, well, technically yes, uh, and I guess he didn't agree with something I said. Um, mm-hmm. It was trying to call me out as being like a fake kind of funny fan, and I was like, yeah, no, that's not how that works. Like I I'm like you, I yeah. I consume as much as I possibly can when I can. And since I'm not an audio listener, that takes me a while because I prefer watching it on YouTube. Um, right. Because I'm a visual learner and visual yep. person. Uh, For sure. So it takes me a while. Like, I'm super far behind. But you best believe I consume everything that I possibly can because <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. So that doesn't make me any less of a fan. That doesn't make you any less of a fan just because you're not out there. And, right. And, and I, I everyone's think. Everyone's eyes. I don't think anybody is. Anybody would seriously be a, a, a gatekeeper and they're sure. kind of funny. Mm-hmm community especially you know now that we're past you know like colin leaving for so long i think it's we've it's maybe existed longer without him than with him at this point so it's like um you know i understand people missing certain personalities Mm -hmm. on stuff like that but it's just sort of like well this is the way that it is now so you're either (laughs) you're not you're 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 not a fake fan for liking how it is now and even so that's almost defensive of me to say right because i don't think the community at large is full of gatekeepers or mm-hmm. anything like that. I mm-hmm. think I truly do believe in the best friend stuff. I mean, yeah. um, <clears throat> you, when I was on trophy room, we literally talked after we were done yeah. recording for like two hours or something it was like longer that. Just than like, I think the actual, episode it was longer. Was. <laughs> than, yeah, it was like its own, like mini episode of this show. Yeah, almost. absolutely. 
And, um, <clears throat> you know, like Josh Silverman, um, from constantly calibrating, I'm like really good friends with him now. And like, you know, Cam Konek, like yeah. we started these shows together and mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, so the, the best friend stuff is like totally real, like going to the, the meet and greets and stuff. And like, you know, my girlfriend met other girlfriends at yeah. the, at the meet and greet and stuff. And like, she's got, <clears throat> she's talked to, uh, the members of, of kind of funny and stuff at the um, meet and greets and stuff too. And like, they were like, really, you know, they get it that yeah. <laughs> the girlfriends are there too, that don't really yeah. listen. <clears throat> um, so which she really appreciated. And I don't know, it's just like, it's a, it's a really cool, unique thing that like when it's, when it's good, it's like better than any other community yeah, out there. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and since being a, uh, a long time listener for so long, mm-hmm. Uh, what was that like being at that table for kind of funny games daily for two days in a row? So it was wild. And I, I, I can't wait to hopefully someday go back there and be on KFGD or be on any kind of other content because Mm -hmm. I can't wait for, you know, X person to have watched the episodes that I was on, uh, back in the day and then see me now because i think i've gotten so much better like i said those were my first two podcasts i'd ever done i would consider myself a good conversationalist but as far as like being a host Mm -hmm. there is there's a different skill set and while i've done on camera stuff um in the past putting all that together in this exact way is unique Mm -hmm. and talk about yeah Yeah. oh my god (laughs) so a a mini story about it was uh, I went on May 10th, uh, and October 1st, I think the previous year I'd given up caffeine. So I hadn't had any caffeine up until that point, but you best believe when I got to that studio, <laughs> I like nervously had a cup of coffee so that I could like be awake. And yeah. like, I was like, just so worried. I was not going to be, uh, I wasn't going to be like on mm-hmm. enough. And mm-hmm. even listening back to those episodes, I cringe because I was like, oh man, like, you could have definitely talked more about this or you were too nervous to do that. Or yeah. like you should have let loose and been a little bit weirder. The good or... old overanalyze. After <clears> done something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just kind of try to channel that energy into something positive now and, and b- try to be the, be the host that I kind of wish I was then. And I hope I get, I get the opportunity, like I said, to go back there someday. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was a crazy whirlwind. Uh, I was thankful that I was able to talk about like Final Fantasy VII on the day that I was there, um, because that was the day. Like my my plane landed, getting into SF, and I turned my Wi Fi or I turned my cellular data back on, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Final Fantasy VII happened at the uh, the uh, what's it called State of Play, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Oh fuck!" I literally just recently replayed this. I can I can talk about this. Hell yeah. Uh, which was awesome, which was like the almost the exact flip side reverse of the next day that I hosted um, where I had to I had to pretend that I gave a shit about Rage 2 and mm. like <laughs> Monster Hunter, which is yeah. not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, but how that happened was um, I did the show. I hung out for a minute. You know, the the thing that most people don't realize is when you go there to do the show one, they don't want you there like hanging out for the rest of the day, unless like you're like, you've known them from another thing. You know, if, Mm -hmm. if you're a guest host, like it's, it's pretty like 
in and out. Like you're there, you do the show and then like, you're kind of expected to leave because they've got other shit to do yeah, and you don't. Sure. So, um, so that was, that was a, a kind of a shock, but, uh, when that was done, I was like, Oh my God. I was like riding on a high the whole day, sent Greg an email that was like, Hey, like I'm in town until, um, like Tuesday night. If you need a, if you happen to need a host Monday morning, I'll be there. And he basically like sent back like fucking do it coward. <laughs> it's like fuck okay. <laughs> so I uh I went back um on Monday and hosted with Fran which like I'm a huge fan like I said of the IGN like video team and video mm-hmm. product in general. So it was like, you know, I know a lot of fans for some reason have like a bug up their ass when it comes to Fran or basically any part-timer yeah. until they leave and then they miss them. Yeah. <laughs> they have a bug up their ass about it. But like, for me, it was like a huge, like high honor to be like, you know, with this dude that basically was a part of shaping the way we, we look at and talk about video games yeah. online in video form. It was huge. And even though we, I had to fake, like I gave a shit about rage two, yeah. <laughs> or, or talk like, what are the DLC plans for rage two mean for the show? <laughs> fucking turns out nothing because yeah. <laughs> nobody plays that fucking game anymore mm-hmm. um so that was a different experience in and of itself because like you know greg wasn't in the office that day uh and so it was a different kind of vibe but it was really awesome to um kind of re-meet everybody i met a bunch of people from the meet and greet but then you know being like oh cool you're in the office and doing a show like awesome that's that's really cool like yeah. How was your trip and how was your show and blah, blah, blah. Um, everybody was really nice and it was, it was really, really, I, I get like another whirlwind like experience. Yeah. And then, uh, then I left and like, I was like, fucking now what, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, so that started me on, you know, thinking, thinking about needing to do something mm-hmm. on top of, uh, you know, yeah. John and the other folks saying like, you should do a show. So, and, and um, as somebody who you mentioned earlier, you love seeing how everything is made. Uh, yeah. Seeing how oh everything God. is made from that standpoint in that studio must have been like fascinating. Yeah, no, it was it was great when I showed up. Um, I don't I don't ever like to be too crazy early to things, but I also like over plan for things because I have anxiety. So, uh, yep. Uh, my girlfriend and I showed up to the studio, which I made sure it was okay for us both to be there because everybody at kind of funny had already met her at the meet and greet, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. Um, so her and I were there, we were there like maybe 20 minutes early. So we were like, let's just like, let's go get coffee. Let's hang out. And then we'll make our way back to the studio. Um, and then we'll ring the doorbell. And while we were th- there i was about to ring the doorbell i was like oh shit barrett's literally walking up right here <laughs> so like I'll, I'll just say hey to barrett and say like hey i'm um co-hosting kfgd this morning like and then he let me in and he got his stuff set up and kevin was like do you want to see how we set everything up i was like fuck yeah, and yeah. he's like he's like this is the video wall these two pixels are are burnt out and it's fucking pissing me <laughs> off <laughs> and like you know this is the kfaf couch and this is this is that and it was uh it was really cool to see that technical side of stuff, especially for someone like me that like, you know, from the beginning of our talk, I said, my biggest advice for streamers is get your OBS set up, Mm -hmm. get your scene set up. So I really like seeing like Kevin's like video dome on himself (laughs) of like, this screen is this and this screen is this and that's that. And here's my microphone with a thing on it. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was, that was really, really cool. And it's like, but man, it, it, 
you're sitting in that chair and you're like, all of a sudden it's over and you're like, Oh fuck. (laughs) But at a certain point, like you, you're halfway into it and it feels like you've been doing this your entire life. Also, Mm -hmm. like when you look at the timer and it's like 15 minutes and you're like, I've been trying to talk about final fantasy (laughs) seven for this long only. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's, it is like, it's every side of the coin when you're there. It's, it's, it's super highs and super lows when you think like, Oh, I said something stupid. Oh my God, I'm going to be laughed at, but really nobody gives a shit. (laughs) So Uh, really cool though. Are you excited at the prospect of them having such a huge gigantic space compared to what I assume is super tiny from, Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Today, Kevin posted on his Instagram, a story of him in the space. And I got to really like, look at that. I got to really like, look at it and be like, Oh wow, they really are going to be able to have like you know, three studio spaces and a streaming room and you know, a closed-in office for the founders and you know, 12 desks for everybody and yeah, that's awesome. like they're going to have an insane amount of space uh and so I'm 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 thankful that they won't be held back by their the limitations of where they're at. Yeah. Uh, it'll be handicap accessible. It won't be up a giant thing of stairs. Um you know, if Greg stomps on one part of the floor, the internet's not going to go out. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of, that sort of thing. So it's it's um, it's really cool. It's I'm it's like, I feel like a good friend of mine just got accepted to a college yeah. they wanted to get into. It's that that kind of vibe where I, it's like, oh man, so that's so good for you. I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> so other people feel the same way as I do. Like, yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah. That's they're they're getting a chance to really let everything go to another level. Turn up to eleven. Like now that oh my they have God. a space, they're not limited. Like I can't, I can't wait to see the different. Like you said, the possibility of having different sets and a, a streaming room, and like how many LED walls and LED floors is Tim going to put in there? Like that's, that's LED ceilings, everything LED. <laughs> like that is super exciting, just from a uh, a consumer of their stuff. Like I, I, I want to. It, it it's super i love when people do new spaces like when, yeah when, absolutely like when funhouse moved to where they are now like going mm-hmm. seeing where they started and going here I was like wow that space is awesome uh same yeah. thing with like achievement hunter seeing where they were in that tiny i was just gonna mention that yep and seeing where they are now like that's super cool i, I love when, yeah. when people get to grow like that and in a way it sort of validates your own fandom fandom of it too right like you're 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 like oh I'm not watching just like some fucks in their in their spare bedroom I'm watching some fucks in an, an apartment they yeah. retrofitted mm-hmm. and soon those fucks are going to be in like a studio mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that'll be really that'll be really cool and you know validating for the longtime fans of just like Greg isn't just screaming about Oreos in his bedroom anymore he's screaming about yeah. Oreos in like a studio mm-hmm. with like 4K cameras and kevin in a booth with a soundboard and shit like it, it's yeah. it's gonna be awesome. awesome and speaking from somebody that's that wants to be an up-and-comer like i have ideas for shows and content mm-hmm. that i would like to do you know that in the week should i win that and in the life if i should get hired um that would be like oh man i could really use that space yeah. that'd be really awesome i could take advantage of that that would be really cool absolutely but, yeah, yeah yeah uh well i before, i mean i'm sure I'll say this again, probably, but like, I hope you get it. If I don't get it, Thank I you. hope so many other people get it. If I don't get it, I just like, <laughs> I'm just happy they're doing it. Period. I, I think it's yeah, awesome exactly. That they're just having an opportunity for up and comers, just in general. 
and to even be like considered like the fact that they'll look at my the nominations because i i'm not gonna say i'm not putting myself in but like yeah i'm gonna write myself in just to be sure you got you got folks that know you that will nominate you myself included like we can nominate we can nominate as many people as we want for whatever they're they're gonna go in there and just you know take a look at what we're doing just everybody and and yeah it's super cool and and yeah it'll be a and i know they do realize how like how awesome this is but like knowing how many people that are applying for this up-and-comer thing are are making stuff strictly because of them like that is yeah that is an awesome feeling and i hope they know that i hope they hear this and they and they understand that because it's yeah it's awesome yeah and it's a it's a thing that i won't really go into because of personal details and stuff but around uh the time that i got into kind of funny stuff i wasn't really making content anymore i was really burnt out on stuff or pushed to not make stuff for x and y reasons mm-hmm. and um then at a certain point like i said like people were like hey when are you going to do a show when are you going to do something and i was just like well here we go and now now we are where we are and it, i think it's it's really cool yeah uh before we move on to the gog topic uh really yes. quick favorite piece of content that they do like show or sure. one like one episode of of shows or uh, sh- it could be a show it could be a one-off thing like uh for me one of uh, the highlights of the last couple of years is that halloween uh havoc mm. wrestling pay-per-view thing over the belt i thought that was fantastic it just mixed yeah. all my loves into one one video right there in front of me so like that would be an easy pick for me to say yeah i i like um I, I don't think I could like pinpoint a single like episode, mm-hmm. but the kind of funny podcast is really my favorite thing mm-hmm. uh, as, and, but I'm still like KFGD was the first thing I listened to yeah. of theirs. And like, that's, that's, I think where my, my, my top like fandom lies there, mm-hmm. but um, the kind of funny podcast um, tweaking a little bit from game over Greggy um and making it a little bit more streamlined, a little bit more focused, um, I think was is awesome. But at the same time, the Patreon bonuses of um, Gregway and the Game Over Greggy show itself, mm-hmm. um, that's made a comeback confusingly yeah. on the Patreon. Um, those things have been really awesome, too. It was really awesome to listen to Greg just, like, drink a beer on the roof and, like, just talk a little bit more off the cup and frankly about um, X, Y, and Z and just answer some inside baseball or yeah. outside baseball yeah. questions. And that was, that was really cool to get that personal mm-hmm. side of stuff. Like, like you could probably glean from this talk. I'm a little bit more artsy, touchy feely. So it's really cool to get those um, more personal topics yeah. in the kind of funny podcast or in, um, or in like Greg way or, or the game over Greggy yeah. show. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. So as usual, my guest brings an old Game Over Greggy show topic or kind of funny mm-hmm. po- podcast topic or KFGD question we had one time, um, which was really fun to do. I I, th- I, I might want to put that more in the rotation now. Um, yeah. But what what topic are you bringing to the table for us to discuss amongst ourselves today? So today I brought. Let me get the exact number. Mm-hmm. Is it 234? I believe. Or is it 256? It. Okay. 234, which is um, masculinity in 2018. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. No, I wanted to sort of take that topic and bring it into uh, today. Yeah. You know, mas- masculinity uh, in 
2020 and how to sort of navigate that. So I don't know how long um, this conversation is going to go or whatever, but just in general, it's something I think about uh, a lot. Uh, I'm a cis male and I look like one. I don't, I'm not clocked as anything, Mm -hmm. but uh, that I, I wouldn't think so, but you know, I've been lately, I've been wanting to, dress nicer or you know coordinate my glasses with my shirt or like ooh I want to like get some like new boots or whatever mm-hmm. or um I like a lot of Nintendo games and so that a lot of those things skew a little bit more childish or even feminine sometimes mm-hmm. but pink's my favorite color like I don't <laughs> um there's a lot of stuff that I you know like or listen to I love like like I said, I'm I'm a, I'm a man of extremes. So I either like really crazy weird metal music, or I like really like sassy femme pop stuff. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I listen to as much Marina and the Diamonds as I listen to Between the Buried and Me. So it is. It's interesting to. I, I'm conscious a lot of the time of like, oh, like I don't really like sports. I don't, and it's not like a judgmental thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just not just doesn't doesn't ring my bell. Yeah. Um, and I'm not into cars in Nebraska. You gotta love trucks. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Um, I don't eat meat, so like I'm not like yeah steak, yeah bacon or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I am very much not your typical like guy mm-hmm. um and you know i it's it's strange to me to kind of navigate that but recently i've just been like well why do i need to navigate it's yeah. really not my problem for for how people perceive me as long as i'm not perceived as an asshole yeah, <laughs> right for sure. so you know if i want to dress a little bit more fancily or wear pink or you know talk about my feelings with x y and z mm-hmm. or um engage in media that's not typically coded as male or uh just in general have friends that are <laughs> women that i don't try to date yeah, or whatever exactly. like that's not uh i don't see that as like a problem no. yeah i think you for, know i think for me like uh i'm with you i don't know shit about cars i'm like <laughs> Hey dad, my, my car made a weird noise. Can you take a look? Cause I'm, Oh my I'm God. Useless. That's the past. Like that's the past couple like months for me. Yeah. I'm just, just like the underlying stress about my car. But for me, like when I was in, in high school and stuff, it was very much like, and I'd say it all the time now. I don't care. Like just telling mm-hmm. my friends, male, female, you know, whatever, uh, that I love them. Like, yep. that is, that I was going to say that too. That is something that I do all the time. But when I was in high school and younger, like that is not something or like giving, giving people hugs. Like I love hug, yep. giving hugs to people. And that is not something that is viewed as a guy thing to do. Um, and it wasn't until I got older, I was like, whatever, I really do love these people. I'm going to show them and tell them that I love these people. And I don't really care. 
I will put yep. that blue heart on tweets and on all posts because mm-hmm. I want to show people that I really do care and I love them. And, you know, back in the past, like, that is not something guys did. It was frowned upon. Like, you got to be that big tough yep. guy, you know, uh, it, you know, boy, hide your feelings. Yeah, boys don't cry, hide your feelings, whatever. Oh my God. I, yeah. I come from the Greg Miller school of emotions. I cry like a baby all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. When, when I get angry, I cry when I like, yep. I, I talked about it. I, I, where did I talk about it? I think I talked about it on Plat Agnostic, but, uh, when I played Walking Dead season one, that ending broke, oh my God, yeah, broke me for, for hours, <laughs> for days. Like I was an emotional mess. Um, yeah. and like I've learned to not really hide it. It's still ca- kind of like an ongoing battle. Like I, right. I can't be walking down the streets of Manhattan when I'm at a meetup and crying. Like that's not a good look just for anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah uh, you're not like, I want to cry right now. Yeah. It's not, but I, yeah. I, I've learned to not be so guarded and be more open-minded and, and open about things. Cause like, what's, what's the point of just bottling it up and, and nobody knows like it, it, it's good. It's important, not just for you, but for other people that they know that they are, they are loved no matter who tells you tells you that and yeah that is totally not a guy thing to do back in the day yeah yeah and i mean even even today i think there's you know lots of people that would frown upon that right uh, but it's that sort of mentality causes more problems than it solves absolutely for sure so in the episode itself <clears throat> that we're talking about they uh you were telling me they went around and talked about like who their mm-hmm. um like their ideal who, or their their who exemplifies yeah, who's, who's speaking uh, to them as somebody that like showcased what masculinity was for them in 2018 and like for example greg said the rock because mm-hmm. yeah he does all the, that um you know working out on instagram posting cheat meals and you know manly stuff and and you know he's got the talk about depression or whatever yeah, he's got the physique of a of a god but like he will open up about family and talk about how much he was not a nice person back in the day and right. how he's changed and showed growth. And like Tim brought up John Cena because at the time of that recording, um, he went through a very public breakup with uh, Nikki Bella, who's another superstar yep. uh, in WWE. And I think he was, they were saying he was on the morning show on NBC and they asked him how he was doing and he didn't hold back. He was like, it's tough. I really miss her. I love her. I'm giving her space. And that's just not something I, I think Tim and uh, their guests, I, th- I believe her name was Anna, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. But they're like, yeah, no, that's not a very PR thing to say. Like he, right. he really spoke from the heart there. And I think that rings true. And what I hope more younger men in this uh, who are listening now or just online in general learn from. Like, yeah, like, which isn't yeah. to say, which isn't to say like you should dump your emotions no. on somebody, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the other side of the coin. There is the person that is, you know, you say, how's it going to somebody at like, you know, the grocery yeah. store or whatever. And they're like, well, my wife yeah. left me. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. I do not have a degree to deal with yeah. this right now, Absolutely. you know? Um, so there's definitely like a, a balance and stuff. And it's, it's honestly like, um, I'll ask you who your who your person would be, but like honestly, it it might be cheesy, but like my two answers are honestly like Greg mm-hmm. and then also Cam. Yeah. Um two people that are like, you know, they don't they're not shy about talking about what their emotions are. They're not shy about 
um, liking what they like, mm-hmm. even though it may not be the typical man thing or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the same kind of thing that we've been talking about with examples from, you know, The Rock or, or, or what mm-hmm. we try to bring in our daily lives anyway. But those are that would be my answer. But how about you? Yeah, uh, I, I I was actually going to say Greg as well, just because <laughs> he definitely is, you know, the- cult, cult, <laughs> cult. <laughs> well, I'm just like, I, it's hard to think of somebody who is who is willing to, you know, talk about what's going on and, and yeah, is, I, is not as guarded on that, I think, as other people. Yeah, I, I would say another one for me is uh, Gerard Khalil, the completionist. Mm. Um and uh, Alex Fasciani, who does a, a Let's Play channel with him called Super Beard Bros, mm-hmm. they're really cool about that sort of thing where um, they're not they're like it, I, I don't want to like beat a dead horse here about what we're what we've been talking about, but they don't really hide their emotions of of what they're feeling, and they don't really they're not mm-hmm. it's not the typical man stuff. If you're upset, you're gonna go punch drywall somewhere. Yeah. Um, you're not going to Adam driver it <laughs> anything like that. But, uh, but yeah, man, that's sort of yeah. the long and short of it for this, for mm-hmm. this topic. And yeah. it's something that I think about a lot and that I think a lot of people could, um, you know, obviously everybody needs to, you know, see a specialist if that's, if for that's sure. the depth of, of what's going on. But I think in general, if a lot of guys just kind of let go of yeah. that, you know, <laughs> that, that toxic masculinity, yep. then I think it's just like, well, literally everybody would be happier mm-hmm. if, if you chilled the fuck out, <laughs> dude, you know? Yeah. So, and yeah. I think another example that, that I just thought of, um, and you know, you brought up cam. Like, I, I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of my closest friends in this community are, are very much in that same vein where they are very, they love what they love. They're not ashamed of it. Um, no matter how, uh, not stereo like no matter how unstereotypical it is of a guy liking the said thing, or or mm-hmm. I, a guy in quotes like guy old school right what what it looks like sure um another great example is I mean unfortunately it had to take a great tragedy for it to come out but like with Kobe Bryant's passing um mm. there was a hashtag going around with the athletes uh hashtag girl dad and just a lot of really really uh skilled athletes who are at the top of their game and showing off candid pictures of them being happy that they have a daughter, which is another thing that I think back in the day, guys weren't really, they they want a boy, right? They want the boy play for sports, whatever. And if they had a girl, uh, you know, in most cases, not in most cases, in some cases they were upset about that because they didn't have a boy to push into sports and, and whatnot. And to see that the athletes really take into it and be like, yeah, no, I'm proud that I have a girl. I'll have many more girls. Like, I'm all about it. Um, I think that's super yeah. awesome and it's super important as well. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't really have much no, to add fine. to it other than like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was great. Yeah. Just don't don't be a toxic toxic asshole. I think that's the end of the yeah. end of the, the And it's story. and it's okay and it's okay to recognize that like in the past you've been that yeah. way, like and to to grow and change and and be better and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, there's a thing called growing, and it's it's a good yeah. for everybody. Um, let's get on to the questions from the kind of funny best friends. Every time I yeah. tweet out that I have a guest on, I ask for your questions, and we got a couple here. Um, one is from Jacob McCourt at Jacob McCourt on Twitter. He has two of them actually. Uh, favorite member of UA Class One A. 
I, I'm guessing you put the hashtag in there because I have no idea what this is about. Uh, this is from My Hero Academia, <laughs> which is like my favorite anime ever, uh-huh. I think. Uh, my girlfriend and I get up early on Saturday and watch it every <laughs> every Saturday morning. It's like Saturday morning cartoons uh, <clears throat> for us millennials now <laughs> that we're a little bit older. Um, so the premise of the show, of course, is a bunch of... Uh, bunch of superhero kids basically it's basically x-men first class um or new class or new mutants or however you want to classify mm-hmm. it so um my favorite member of the class is probably the protagonist because uh i relate to i relate to a shonen um anime protagonist where it's just like i'm just i'm just i'm just a sad boy trying his best <laughs> you know that's that sort of vibe where it's just like I'm gonna overextend myself to um like stand up for what's right and fight for the people that I love, that sort of thing. That's so awesome, yeah. um Deku from class one A. Yeah. That is uh that is something I guess not long not that long ago, Joe Wilson at Afro Cyborg. Mm-hmm. He that was his one thing he brought to the table, and it's something that I've been meaning to get to because it sounds awesome. Dude, like spoilers, but like if I were to ever work at kind of funny, like that would be the show that I would do is I would do sort of like how Giant Bomb did uh, All Systems Goku, where they did like um, five episodes of Dragon Ball Z um, and with people that hadn't ever watched it. Mm-hmm. I would probably want to either moderate or be on the panel of a show where we would like watch the show in chunks mm-hmm. every week or every other week or whatever it's going to be. With like you know me, Barrett, Andy, and somebody else. Um, I want I want Gary to watch it because I think he would love it so much because yeah. he loved one punch he loved One Punch Man um a lot and so I think he would really like having the tropes put on their head because it's it's really like an excuse to start a new superhero canon sort of like um Invincible from uh-huh. Image Comics I think yep. uh or like you know, any of like the Valiant universe or something like that, where it's like, let's start, you know, start it over with all the knowledge of all the superhero stuff that has come before, but like, you know, not have it. So it's impenetrable to new viewers and like, man, it goes some places and it's like, it's some of the most emotional storytelling I've ever seen also. Yeah. That's, that's what Joe was saying. And and that's why I want to kind of check it out. Um, his second question, Jacob says, what's your favorite entry in the podcast robot? Um, so <laughs> my favorite one that I've put in there myself is the, is the tag, but it's irresponsibly horny, <laughs> which, which shows up every now and again. And it's sort of like in, in, uh, uh, cards against humanity where like you get the bees card and it's just like, what is this? I don't know. Uh-huh. What, I don't know what to do uh-huh. with this. Um, it's sort of like that, but actually Jacob submitted one recently, which was, uh, but it stars a big ass giraffe, <laughs> which I think he meant it in the, he meant it in the context of toy context of, of toys R us. But separate from that, I love thinking about like a souls born game. That's just like, it just stars like the giraffe from last of us or whatever. Oh my God. That's, that's um, amazing. like no matter where you are in the game, you just see it looming in the, in the distance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I love the like weirder off the wall ones, but then, you know, we recently added echo the dolphin or we've added like the NPCs all know that they're in a game or you were the villain the whole time. It's, um, 
every week I'm like, Ooh, that's good. So I've been like really lucky that people have been like, you should do this. You should do that. And then we, we look at it at the end of the day and we're like, Oh man, this is going to make things so much weirder. And now we're at the point where every one we add, like every five game or five words we add, it like ups it by like a million oh, uh, possible games. <laughs> so it's like the complexity keeps coming. And that's what I love to see more than anything else is just to see those numbers tick up and be like, oh, my God, like, look at all the chaos we can make. <laughs> is that ever does that ever get too intimidating seeing that number? No, um, because if anything, for me, it shows that there is. I was going to say more gas in the tank, but there, there is no tank, yeah. man. Like <laughs> there's no, there's no limit to it. Like we joke about, like we can do, we can do this show for lifetimes and we'll never be done. Yeah. We'll never have every combination. Now, some of them are like a Mario game. That's a platformer for N64. It's like, Oh really? Wow. <laughs> um, but some of them are like, you know, but it's a big ass giraffe. That's horny or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, all right, what are we going to do with this? <laughs> um, so that's that's really uh, my favorite thing is to watch those numbers tick up and just to know that, like, I built this, but I built it with the help of Cam and then also with the help of, of viewers. It's really that's awesome. it's really something special. Uh, speak- and spoilers, spoilers, we're doing a film version of the show nice. at some point, and I'm building the robot for that. And uh, oh, boy, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be wild. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of somebody named Cam Koenig at the Camdy Man on Twitter. Uh, in all caps, hello, Nate. Can you tell me about your incredibly handsome, hilarious, and charming co-host? Well, I think I did yeah. a little bit uh, before, so he better listen to this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> he he also but, put – oh, go ahead if you want to. But in general, I mean, like, Cam's great. He's been a bro. Like, I've been there for him when some, like, heavy shit has happened to him recently, and I know that, like, the same kind of shit um, were it to happen to me, he would be there for me and, like – I, he's always got a couch to sleep on and mm-hmm. here and I know that I've got one at his new place and it's it's just it's a cool chill earnest friendship so That's awesome. Take that earnest shit cam. <laughs> <laughs> uh he also puts also what are your favorite ska songs? Uh he says this because he loves ska as much as I love metal yep, music. I remember when he was on he, he talked about ska. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and so I wouldn't I need to check out Streetlight Manifesto because we've had we've had uh he's been talking about it for forever obviously. But then we recently uh on an episode that hasn't gone up yet with Michael Hyam from GameSpot, he talked about Scott on there too for a minute. I was like, "Man, I I really got to check out the things that you guys really like, huh?" Um but in general, I love any songs with like a horn section in it with like weird instrumentation in it and stuff like that. So unfortunately, like I think my favorite, you know what? I'll say no doubt, no doubts, nice. no doubts. Good ska. Yeah. I, I think the only one that I have only banned on my iPod that or iPod iPhone. Wow. I just went back. I was like, Whoa, you got an iPod. I actually found my old <laughs> iPod and it still works. Um, yeah. Is uh real big fish. That's the only one that I have on my iPhone. Nice. The live album, which I listened to. The very, the very large fish. Yes, the very large <laughs> fish. Um, that's it for questions. Thank you for everyone that tweeted out yeah. those questions to get answers to. Uh, but right now, Nate, you're about to enter the Makuga zone. Oh no! Are you familiar with one Josh Makuga? 
Yeah, I'm not drunk enough. <laughs> I'm not drunk enough for this. That's very true. That should be a qualifier now whenever I do that. Um, <laughs> Take a couple shots of tequila. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I ripped this straight. I uh, ripped this off completely from Josh's YouTube show. I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, but I'm going <laughs> to put three minutes on the clock, and I'm going to ask you icebreaker oh questions from Elfster.com. Okay. First thing that pops in your head is what you answer. Sure. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, how long does it take you to get ready? I am capable of getting out of bed, putting clothes on, and leaving. So, like, I can be out of bed in five minutes and out the door. Uh, fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is... Fine. <laughs> Invisibility or super strength? Uh, super strength. Uh, Ariel or Jasmine? Oh. Uh, Ariel. Uh, do you snore? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Uh, place you most want to travel? Uh, Chicago. I, I I lived there and I would still go there more like more readily than anywhere else. Favorite childhood TV show? Beast Wars. Uh, cake or pie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> pie though. Pie is my favorite. Uh, have you ever worn socks with sandals? As a joke, yes. Uh... As a goof. <laughs> If Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you never know. That he could needs be a the, hug. That could be the thing that changes him. So, yeah. My man's needs a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? No. Would you rather cuddle with a baby panda or a baby penguin? Oh, my God. It's a tough uh, question. Penguin. Name one of the seven dwarves. Sleepy. Do you respect Kanye West? Not anymore. <laughs> What's the fastest speed you've ever driven in a car? Uh, passenger or dr- like me driving? Me driving. Me driving, it hasn't been any more than, than like 85. Okay. Passenger? Passenger, it's been like... 115 holy shit that's crazy four, yeah 4, 4 a.m on the highways in in uh san diego or san jose oh, man, i forget that's all that's, that's scary just here shouldn't have done that <laughs> uh, godfather or star wars ah uh, uh star wars because i like the surrounding lore more uh big dogs or small dogs uh big dogs if you could, I like both. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, all dogs are are, are right. Yeah, are great. <laughs> uh, stale Sour Patch Kids or fresh Circus Peanuts? Sour Patch Kids, easy. Oh man, uh, a scale of one to ten, how good are you at wiffle ball? In my head, I'm an eight, but I think in reality, I'm a four, which probably applies to most <laughs> things in life. <laughs> uh, favorite type of muffin. Blueberry. Homemade. And last one. What's your ideal outside temperature? 72. Nice. Very nice. (laughs) Uh, That's it, Nate. We're at the end of the episode. Thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. Uh, I'm I'm happy to come on. I have now completed the NES podcast uh family on the show yeah we gotta we gotta get you on like i said you're on the you're on the long list of people we will get at but uh yeah no we gotta make it happen anytime yeah you're you're more well vetted than anybody else we've had on so (laughs) at this point you hear that max Schofield? 
More vetting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if people want to find you on the internet, Nate, where can they find you? So you can find me at Twitter at Two Headed Giant. Uh, like I said, I, I wanted to switch it, but I think at this point I can't. I'm stuck with it now. <laughs> um, and that's really it. I'm on Instagram as well, but I, I don't remember if that's private or not. I'm really on 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 Twitter. That's my like public facing mm-hmm. uh, thing. And you can find my uh, my podcast at at the NES Pod on Twitter. And we have two new podcasts coming from Cam and I in the future in the spring ish time is when we'll probably be launching those nice. but yeah and if they want to support you on patreon where can they go for that patreon.com slash nes pod nice uh you can follow me at who ninja 73 pretty much everywhere uh this show bfs talk funny on twitter uh if you like playstation uh the trophy room goes live on youtube over at bad bit games every thursday uh podcast services wherever you listen and on twitter ps trophy room and then if you're in the New York area, hit up kindanyc.com. Um, just look up when we're having community meetups. We're going to go see Sonic in a couple of weeks together and <laughs> hopefully just laugh at how terrible that movie is. Uh, if it's good, hey, it's fantastic. But boy, oh boy, it's going to be it's going to be rough. Boy, oh boy. boy, yep. oh boy. <laughs> um, also, uh, I we have a couple of kind of NYC shows. Uh, Dollar Slice is more of our community focused podcast where we just uh, chat about what's going on uh, in the New York area, and it's more like a laid-back game over game over Greggy show style show. And then our gaming focus one is platform agnostic, where we just pick uh, the four hosts, pick a game, and we talk about it at length every episode. Um, so yeah, that's all the stuff I do. I do way too much stuff, but hey, you know this already. We all do. We all do. <laughs> yeah. That's this community in general Absolutely. is like what nineteen podcasts we're, do we're you all have? pushing. We're all want to breakthrough uh which yeah which is awesome um even even not even if we don't push yeah. through it's fun doing it so Absolutely. i, I right? think i had somebody tell me like hey kyle you do too much stuff like i'm worried about you ease up i was like well if i don't do the stuff then i won't get to talk to cool people and like i, I look exactly forward to it exactly so yeah uh and remember until next time be kinda to one another bye bye